Hey everyone, this is Kelvin. This is episode 90 of Res Metal Podcast. In this episode, I talk with Derek Ridquist, vocalist of the Zenith Passage. The Zenith Passage are a technical death metal band out of Los Angeles, California, and just released their second album, Data Elysium, on July 21st. I recently saw the Zenith Passage live when they played with Enterprise Earth and Fallujah last week in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I actually got to speak to Derek just before they did their sound check at the Launchpad venue. Um, I really enjoyed the album Data Elysium. I got to listen to the album uh, promo and I was just like really impressed with this album. It's a technical death metal with like a futuristic atmosphere. Uh, Really is a -a one-of-a-kind album I not yet heard like this year. So I was really excited to, you know, Get a chance to talk with uh, with uh, the Zenith Passage and to speak with uh, Derek, you know, in person at the venue was a really cool experience. And Derek's a really nice guy. The Zenith Passage had probably one of the best performances that night. Um, yeah, I highly recommend checking out Data Elysium. Um, we talk about Derek's background, um, how he joined the Zenith Passage, and some of his previous bands. Uh, we talk about the new album and it kind of like his uh, contributions to the new album, mainly in the lyrical um, and um, visual component. Um, yeah, like I said, I really enjoyed this album and it was really cool to, you know, meet meet Derek and then, you know, see the band live before the album came out, which, you know, it's out now. So I really highly recommend checking it out. I'm going to play a quick clip of the, uh, the Zenith Passage and I'll go right into my interview with Derek. All right, thank you. Yeah. Hey everyone, this is Kelvin. I'm talking to Derek uh, Ridquest of the Zenith Passage. Uh, how are you doing, Derek? I'm doing well today. Uh, it's very hot here in Albuquerque, but doing well. Oh, it's uh, it's brutal. Um, I don't know what to do. Say, just <laughs> stay inside, drink plenty of water. Yeah, or come to our show. It's air conditioned. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. You guys are playing tonight with uh, Fallujah and Enterprise Earth. Yep. And um, the Zenith Passage has a new album coming out uh, this Friday, so everyone should check that out. Uh, we could talk about that in a little bit, but I just want to just kind of get some background on you. Sure. Um, how long have you been involved with music? Man, I've been I've been involved with music in some capacity for a really long time, like since I was a little kid. But like death metal specifically, probably like 20 years, maybe a little more at this point. Um, really how it started was when I was a kid in like elementary school, I played drums. And I played drums throughout junior high and a little bit in the high school, but I made friends with a kid who was better than me, and we wanted to start a band, and I played drums. There's no space for me in the band, so uh, I didn't know how to play guitar or bass, so I figured out how to do vocals and then kind of moved forward from there and got a pretty decent band in high school going, which led to me getting into the Faceless in about 2006, and then from there I've been, been involved. Yeah, yeah. I kind of looked at your background. I saw you were involved with the Faceless, and um, let's see, there was um, John from. Yeah, John from as well. Yeah, 
Um, I think those are the main ones I saw. And then uh, just recently, the Zenith Passage. Yeah. Um, what were some of like your influences like to be a vocalist? Mm, that's a, always a hard question because I try to A, not really have influences and B, like not try to be much of an influence in terms of, of vocals because like everyone's voice is so different and this type of music is like you're really pushing your voice to a certain limit. Uh, I have like no technique. So that's also why I don't think I should be an influence on anybody. I think a lot of people have really great technique, but I haven't figured it out, nor do I necessarily plan to. I think that's part of my sound is whatever I figured out with my body is how it works. But um, man, when I was like in high school, I would say, you know, we were figuring out the band and how we should sound. And a friend of mine showed me, showed me Dying Fetus and he said, you should sound like this guy. And I was like, okay, I will try to do that. But I think really where I started doing like heavy screaming vocals was coming more from like a hardcore background. And I was like really big into hardcore. I, I still love hardcore, but like Hatebreed was one of the first like really heavy bands I heard in like 1997 or eight, somewhere around there. And then um, who else was, was big for me? The dude from, I don't even know his name, but the, the guy from Poison the Well, if you know that band. Uh, was a really big influence on me because I had the Hellfest 2000 DVD and I heard all these guys doing vocals and playing music I'd never heard before. I thought it was really cool and wanted to start a band like that. So I wouldn't say either of those bands are influences on me at all, but showed me how to get into it and how to push the boundary of the voice a little bit. All right. Yeah, that's cool. I, um, like I said, I know, I know you mostly for the faceless. Uh-huh. Um, how did you end up joining the Zenith Passage? I've known Justin for a really long time, and he's like the driving force of that band, of our band, the Zenith Passage. And I've always kind of, you know, every time I'd see him or we were in a group chat together, just kind of like, if you ever need somebody, if you want to start a band, let me know, let me know. And one day I said it, and he's like, okay, yeah, you can, you can do Zenith. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, oh, shit, I guess I have to do it now. And, <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I was just asking about um, like how you joined and um... yeah, just friends. You know, Justin played in the Faceless as well, and then Brandon also plays in Zenith. He can't make it on this tour with us, unfortunately. He plays in the band Cynic, so he was on tour with Cynic while this one was going. But uh, Brandon, I know from the Faceless, and just a close group of friends who play technical death metal in LA. It's not that that large of a group of people, so. Um, over time, it just the, the time felt right to give it a shot. Okay. And um, how does the Zenith Passage differ from the previous bands you were involved in? That's a good question. Um, I just think, you know, it, it's... I haven't been in a band like this for a long time, you know, since 2011 or 12 with, with the Faceless playing, like, a more technical death metal, right? So in the time between then, I've played bass in a doom band and I've done vocals in my other project John Frum which is way more way looser way more caveman style it's like you know it's there's stuff on there that is not great takes that we think is cool you know this stuff is like the Zenith stuff is really fine-tuned well-oiled machine like very precise music and it's I kind of describe it as 
like every time we play it's like solving the world's hardest puzzle and just like trying to find those right pieces and fit it together so it's a completely different mental state than i've been in for a long time it's, it's pretty cool just like we're all at the top of our game right now and like playing very sharp and very precise and like really doing this type of music that you know the music that justin primarily writes like the the service it deserves uh right now so i think it's it's different in that it's just like the goal is precise music and achieving that at, at the highest capacity that we're able to yeah i mean i listened to the album and yeah, it definitely does ha have a lot in common with the Faceless. I mean, you, you mentioned you guys are worked together. Yeah, I mean, previously, the, the, the so. last tour that we had done is there's five people in the band and four of them are from the Faceless. So yeah. it's it's bound to sound a little bit like it if <laughs> if I'm the voice of the Faceless and I'm now the voice of this band. It, yeah, it stands to reason that it'll sound at least in some ways similar. Yeah, no, I was a big fan of uh, Planetary Duality. Mm. Yeah, I remember. Well, I'm. I'm kind of I'm like I'm 37 so when it came out I was like still in college and mm -hmm. I remember studying for like my biochemistry final and <laughs> having that on repeat oh, like, that's awesome yeah but um yeah this album though it's it's really cool I mean thank um, you comes out on July 21st which by the time I put this out it should be out already and I got the promo and it's very like uh it's almost like a movie soundtrack I mean, mm. yeah just um Especially with the synth, uh, yeah, this, the keyboard. I think Justin would be pleased to hear you say that. He's very, it's mostly what he listens to, is like film scores and is inspired by film scores. And he tries to make things feel quite cinematic behind the scenes. And it sounds like you picked up on that with the atmosphere and the synth stuff that's going on. So glad to hear that's uh, standing out. Yeah, oh, I dig it. I mean, um, I mean, were you involved with like the music writing or was that part already like kind of done when you joined? Uh, I don't really have much room to talk in that department. I'm not uh, that great of a musician by oh. the traditional way you might think about it, right? Um, I don't know how to play guitar. I'm not a drummer. Uh, the best I can do is, is contribute. So yeah, most of it either was done or you know once it's mostly complete is when I kind of enter the arena. Like the the music that these guys operate on is like a different wavelength than <laughs> than I'm capable of, and kind of my role in the band is to translate some of that insanity and high level stuff into something headbangable or naudible or followable. You know, I guide you through when all this really gnarly stuff is happening around us yeah um as far as like the visual part and the lyrics part mm -hmm. uh were you involved with that or is that a band collaboration i wrote i would say i wrote almost all of the lyrics um but the application of the lyrics to the songs is more of a band effort uh, again like they the, the guitar players know this stuff intimately it's, it's very complex and while i like to think that i understand it they understand it on a, another level than even me as a major band member <laughs> do so uh i sit down with justin at his home studio or we do it at my place and we listen to like the demo of the song and we kind of say like uh, it's kind of embarrassing but we we just like make whisper tracks and we go like this is what the vocals should do. And uh, we record that and then basically 
right around that skeleton idea. And so sometimes some of my ideas would be like, no, like, if you do a vocal there, you're kind of missing the point of the riff. And I was like, oh, I guess I missed the point of the riff, and now I understand the song better. So, um, you know, he keeps it in check, and we're very collaborative in terms of making sure that, like, to me, uh, this, this band, the Zenith Passage, is a, is a guitar-first band, and I want it to make sure that the vocals are respecting the guitar at all times. Okay. And then uh, as far as the visual part of the album, um, what, um, I guess what are some of the themes and like, uh, stories behind the songs on the yeah. album? Yeah. Um, there's kind of two stories, two larger stories going on. And so the record is called Data Elysium. And it's kind of a combination of the word data and Elysium, which is like a heavenly place in some mythologies. And um, kind of the, the concept is that revolves around modern technology, social media, and kind of where it's taking us as a society and human race. And I think like a, if you look at the internet these days or like even my social media, it's like pictures of me doing cool stuff, right? It's it's never me like feeling bad or looking like shit or sometimes like that because I think that's funny. But, um, you know, it, it's what you present to the people. And like if you were to die, it leaves behind this like perfect heavenly portrayal of your life with uh, not much uh, other context and not much other meaning other than like the highlights. And that's kind of what I think that's kind of a problem. Uh, and like we might think that we are building this sort of like heavenly location for our digital future. And really it's kind of more of just like a you know, this enslaving technology that, that I use all day, every day, you know, even in my, my line of work, I use computers and chat rooms and stuff all, all day long. So I'm not like above it, I'm not better than it, but like we're being taken in this crazy direction where we're not really in control and it's going to start controlling us more and more and more. And we gotta like take those themes kind of really far in sci-fi on the record, going back to like, some of the songs are about like the, for lack of a better term, the Big Bang, but really the Big Bang in this context of our record is like a, you know, wh whatever catalyzed the Big Bang is like a closed system computer and then it explodes into multiple and it, into infinity and it didn't expect that to happen. And so now it's like our universe was born of this fear and the fear extrapolates through every living and non-living piece of that universe. And so if our universe was born of fear and now everything that makes up our cells and the elements and anything greater than that uh, is also imbued with that fear and kind of how we're living in a fear state at most times as people and that modern technology kind of preys on that even if you don't realize it. Without like spending an hour talking about it. <laughs> no, yeah, I can't wait to get the like the record or the CD and oh, flip, flip through the lyric, the lyrics because uh, the promo I got didn't come with lyrics. Oh, um, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I definitely want to flip through it, them. It might help. It might not. Um, I was really influenced by this book by Donna Haraway. It's called The Cyborg Manifesto, okay. and it was written in like the late '80s, I believe. And it's it's about like how technology is going to affect people. Uh, specifically women it's written from like a, a feminist point of view and I took a lot from that and 
she was predicting the future pretty well there and kind of just took some of those ideas and, and ran with them really far. But the way she breaks it down is really interesting and relevant in today's world. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just excited to check out the physical album and the artwork. Is, yeah. Is, um, I don't know, I really like the artwork with the... Oh, cool. With it's like funny. the artificial arm and the, the human yeah. arm, like, connecting. We had a different cover, and, like, we were kind of dealing with it while we were on tour, and so our attention was kind of distracted. And the same person did the cover, and he worked really hard on this other one, and we were giving notes, and then, like, probably, like moments before we were confirming that that would be the cover we were just like you know what this isn't quite right and not that it was bad or anything it was just like not for some reason we woke up one day and it wasn't exactly perfect so we actually have like a pre-order shirt with some of that art and i'm sure we'll ask if we can buy some of that art or use some of that art in other merch but it was a little too busy. Like we kept throwing ideas like, what if it had this? And what if it had, and the artist did a great job of gathering it all. And by the time it happened, we as a band were like, oh, we told him to do too much. And now it is, isn't as impactful maybe. So it was like totally our fault for giving bad, (laughs) bad uh, feedback. But then Justin had the idea, like what if it was, you know, the meeting of man and machine. And that's kind of what's happening. Like in our lifetimes, we're going to see that, that handshake happen. It's already happening, but uh, we're gonna. I think we're gonna see it really happen pretty hard, probably uh, in like ten years. Yeah, I was uh, in a. I was staying in a hotel last night, and I was here for work. But um, HBO was showing. Um, have you seen Ex Machina? Yeah, yeah, yeah that movie's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it reminded me of that. I was just like, oh, that's just like the Zenith Passage. Um, mm. You know, with artificial intel- the the AI um, passing as like a. I, 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 the movie is about like the guy. The Turing, uh, the Turing yeah, test. Yeah, the Turing test, yeah. And um, he's, like, testing the guys, like... Um, to see if he can tell that she's a, a cyborg. Or she's not even a cyborg. Like she's just a robot. But, yeah, seeing if he can tell that she's not a real person. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was really good. Um, and then, speaking of that, um, are you guys all, like, kind of, like, sci-fi, like, either novel yeah. or movie fans? I'm all of the above. Uh, I think the latest sci-fi novel I read was Three Body Problem, I think, which is really, really good. It's awesome. Uh, there's there's a show coming out about it. It looks pretty sweet. And there's a Chinese version of the show that looks really, really good, too. So I'm excited to check those things out. But um, Justin Justin loves Blade Runner, all things Blade Runner. He's, he's pretty deep into the lore and just like the soundscapes and the aesthetic of all that. But yeah, I would say we're definitely sci-fi and fantasy people. Yeah. Um, I think that comes with like the territory of being in like a death metal band. Even yeah. if like you don't like Lord of the Rings and, uh, you know, Star Wars or whatever for sci-fi, like most of this music is based in fantasy <laughs> in some way or another. Maybe it's not like high fantasy, like Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones, but it all is all pretty fantastic in a way yeah i'm i i like sci-fi but i think i mine i'm more like into the like the like dna and like you know like um kind of manipulation of like dna i, mm. I really like that um there's a movie actually the same guy that made ex machina made annihilation yeah i love annihilation yeah where i read all those books too yeah like stuff like that where i don't know i think maybe just because i went to school for like like you know 
studying medical, like science, and I don't know, that stuff just kind of I can relate to. Have you watched, I don't even remember the movie, but I remember it from, we're about the same age. You remember that movie Gattaca? Oh yeah, I love that, yeah. That one was good. Yeah, where they kind of like, it's like the whole society is based on their DNA, mm-hmm. like, you know, if someone has good genes, someone has like bad genes, and then they, their jobs everywhere, everything in society is like just like determined by their DNA. You know? Yeah. That was an interesting one. Got to watch that again. Yeah. And um, I don't know, the show The Black Mirror, I mean, like not all the episodes are like, you know, perfect, but um, there's 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 been some like really good stuff like on The Black Mirror. Mm. Um, like kind of like what you were mentioning, like how uh, someone's, um, you know, like with technology how that can preserve someone's like um yeah i i remember an episode of that where like you've got like facebook or whatever like embedded in your brain and then when you have like a bad interaction with someone at the coffee shop they can like downvote you and then yeah. it changes your status in society and then everyone's got this augmented head or implant that you go oh that's like an untouchable person now oh that's a, a really cool person then like seeing that feedback in real time yeah. and like I don't think that's. I don't think that's too far off. Yeah. I, I hate to say it, but <laughs> I think we'll see things going that direction. Yeah. There's there's one episode. I think it's the same season where um, there's like a like kind of like a I don't know. I guess like a virtual like program, a virtual app or program where people who died can upload their like memory and their con- their previous oh, uh, yeah. life into this like a hard drive or. And they can kind of relive their life. Mm-hmm. And then, like, people who are um, still alive can visit them inside that, like, Yeah, I computer. forget which one. That one was called, like... It's like San Junipero. San Junipero. Yeah. Yeah. Good memory. Yeah, that one's really good. Um, but, um, yeah, the new season came out, and yeah, it was, I would say, about... There was, like, maybe two or three good episodes, mm. but it wasn't, like, a... Actually, I work for Netflix, so like watching those shows reminds me of work. So I don't watch too much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh no. I yeah, I dig them. That's uh, that's that's kind of like what I do. Like I like listen to music and watch that. Yeah. Nice. But um, and then uh, I guess I always ask people like um, you know, if you have any friends in bands or if you know of any like bands that people should check out, do you have any recommendations? Yeah. Uh, I think of a. A record that a lot of people should listen to is called a band called Thanti Faxath. Uh, I'll just spell it T H A N T I F A X A T H. They're, for lack of a better descriptor, right now, like a pretty like trippy black metal band. Um, all the members are anonymous to most of the world, but they're it's made by really cool people and it's a mind-blowing record. Uh, I describe it as it sounds like you're falling down a flight of stairs and it's just like twist and turn and really weird riffs and like really cool vocals. Um, And I know a lot of people like like rawness of black metal production, myself included, but it's really well produced so you can hear everything and like really appreciate what's going on. If I could recommend one record that's come out this year, it would be that one, the Thanti Faxath. It's called Hive Mind, Hive Mind Narcosis. All right. Um, but yeah, those are all my questions, Derek. Thanks cool. again for talking with me. And uh, everyone should check out Data Elysium. Should be out by the time this uh, 
by the time everyone hears this. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Hope everybody enjoys the new record. All right. Thanks.